still looking for respect nationwide. What is up, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. Today, myself and Damian, we continue our conversation about the OU defense, go into the X's and O's, individual players, and we talk college football. Big picture, small picture, and everything in between, including the Kansas frickin' Jayhawks. Yep, we even talk about them. Make sure to go leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, Audible, everywhere you consume this podcast. Go follow the socials at The Barry and Mac Show on Instagram. Damien's is at Dame That Dude. Mine is at B Wise Fitness, at letter B W I S E Fitness. And without further ado, enjoy the show. What are a couple takeaways? Well, I, I would say. You know, from from the secondary down, there's just more consistency in in knowing your job, and and one of the things I, w- I want you to touch on here in just a second is we, we actually talked about the offense being vanilla, offensive line specifically, seeing what guys can do, and just putting that on film. So in a second, I want to get into that. BV talked about it in multiple um, press conferences. He's brought this up in playing to guys' strengths, not putting guys out on islands where you know that they cannot get the job done. And this goes into to next week, and OU is going to be seeing Deuce Vaughn yet again. And and how many times did did fans have to see a, a Deuce Vaughn? Coming out of the backfield, you know, lined up in the slot, and then you know we're running a little, little slant or that little little mesh play, and then catches the pass with a linebacker on him. You know, gets out there in the flats, and there's a DN trying to make the tackle on him, and it felt like it was consistently the same issue, or there was just nobody out there, and it felt like it was consistently the same issues, and what you're seeing now is a defense that knows how to use the the field and the length and the talents of the players to to put them in a position to succeed. It always felt like watching and I, I love the analytics of the game when it when it comes to like covering area, covering ground. It always felt for a defense that really looked at the analytics that they left so much grass talking about the previous regime they left so much grass undefended they left so much area where where you would not have a guy with any responsibility and they would and you're seeing it now a little bit with what they're running out west but there was this lack of having that space filled but by a guy who can make the play and with with this defense, obviously you're seeing better tackling. I, I think that that kind of goes. You know, the, we're third week now. It's been consistent. That's definitely a change in this team. You know, the, as the weeks go on, maybe things will change as the skill talent gets a little better. But you've seen consistency in that area. 
a guy like Clayton Smith, and you know, we kind of talked about him a little bit. I kind of felt that he didn't really have a spot, right? I kind of felt that he was going to be a guy who wasn't fantastic in space. I felt like the previous staff did not do a good job of identifying the the right type of guys who could cover a Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield, which isn't very many. Like, I get that. Um, you're not going to find a lot of guys who can do that. But it felt like they they had a bunch of players who could not do what you wanted them to do in the scheme you were implementing. And now, and this is kind of what I wanted to touch on before we get to individual guys, you have a situation where OU comes out in their first two games, little vanilla, looking different. What was some of that to just see what guys can do? Basically, you know, kind of a mono mono see what a guy is in space, see what a guy is maybe when he's placed at a schematic disadvantage, right? Well, was there some of that on the defensive side as well? Let me say this, brother. The answer to my answer to that is there's going to be yes, but I think the whole the whole idea around having a phenomenal D coordinator is to minimize as much as that as possible. Watch this. All of a sudden, D White's a better tackler. All of a sudden, D uses a better tackler. Uh, why is that? It's because it's angles. If the defense is playing off or giving up a yard, remember Mike Stoops' defense, uh, the it was predicated on cover, uh, catching guys and covering them up and allowing the, the backers to make plays. The backers are four yards off the ball. So essentially, if we're playing a half yard off the ball and waiting for the offense to come to us, we gave up a yard. So that means an a, a, a yard of angle go, is going in their direction and going against our direction. Versus if we are in an attacking defense, by the way, they said it a million times during the game, Brent Venable's defense is predicated on, on retaking over the line of scrimmage. They're taking over the line of scrimmage. He wants to play a yard in their back, which gives us an additional yard of angle to attack, right? So all of a sudden, you know, why are we tackling better in space? It's because the safeties have an additional yard to react. It's because the backers have an additional yard to react. It's because the quarterback has one less second to make a decision. And then when we start hitting home like we're hitting home, now they're, they, you know, they're seeing ghosts. The, the, there's pressure that's not even there that they're feeling. And then they're not feeling the pressure because they don't know where it's coming from because we don't show it pre-snap. So mm. all of that, it, again, it goes back to the very beginning of this conversation about culture. Coach V, BV, initiated his culture from the top, and you can see all of the impact. And now it's translating literally on second and eights and literally on third and sixes. So so that part matters. The other thing is, like you're saying, putting guys in positions to win. And we talked about this via text yesterday. Last week, I said, oh, my God, who saw it? And people are like, what are you talking about? I said, dude, who saw uh, Deshaun White playing high safety? And I said, if I were the other team, I would have run a double post concept. If I were the other team, I would have run a slot fade or a slot corner concept, right? We talked about that, but what did we see this Saturday? By the way, you brought up Deuce Vaughn. This is going to be a great segue into what I was talking about, the psychology. Well, this Saturday, I'm sure some of you guys saw it, but we had Canik playing 12 yards off the ball. Mm. And there's a play in the second quarter where he's 12 yards. And I said it, I said, guys, look, you know, one thing that is a is, it's a very imposing part of a defense that is very difficult to to handle because quarterbacks have to read it post snap 
is a robbing safety. And what that means is a safety lines up at 12, 14, 15 yards. And at the snap of the ball, maybe they're showing a two cover, two shell. That safety is robbing any in-cut coming across the formation. That safety is robbing any tight ends who are running, you know, a stick route or, or an in-cut or even an outcut. They can rob the outcut too, especially in the center of the field. They line Canik up as a center field safety. And pre-snap said, hey, man, banana. And what a banana essentially means is follow the, bull, the, the football inside out. You line up head up over the ball. If the ball starts tracking to the left, starts tracking to the B gap. And if it's and if it starts to crease to the to the tackle gap, you stay one half man inside of that. And if it goes to the alley, then you stay one half man and just run to the ball. Go watch. There's a play in the second quarter. I wish I had the time slate. He's playing quarterback or he's playing safety. The essentially the quarterback of the defense. Barry, he he meets, he gets to the tackle the same. I want to say it's 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 David Yu. He gets there the exact same time as the linebacker gets there. He's making the tackle for a four-yard gain. He lines up 12 yards deep. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an actual D coordinator who knows how to put his guys in position to win. Let me else, let me you you spoke to us, so I gotta speak to it too. What else is it? It's film for K-State to say, oh shit. Oh, you might have a guy who can be a problem for Deuce in space. It's also film that says, oh, shit. Oh, you was very predictable in identifying the edge defender last year when we played K-State. Two years ago when we played K-State. Mm -hmm. See, K-State's looking for the edge defender because they want to keep that guy free. That's the guy they want to run option principles off. That's the guy they want to run QB run principles off. That's the guy they want to overload and say, we're going to go cave in all the backers, all the safeties, and we're going to put that guy in a position where he thinks, maybe I'll pitch you and we're going to cut right underneath him. They kill you when they know you're edge defender. Guys, six Different individuals, I wrote them down. Corner was the edge defender twice. Safety was the edge defender three times. The DN was the edge defender three times. The middle linebacker, Stuntsman, was the edge defender twice. The outside linebacker, Overhang, was the edge defender twice. Safety came down to be the edge defender. There are, or the cheetah position, excuse me, six different dudes was the edge defender. Sometimes it was a looping player who was inside who came out. Sometimes it was a corner who was coming. Like, literally, there was a play where the DN cuts inside of the tackle, and I'm like, damn, we don't have anybody contained. Oh, shit, here comes the cat. The corner's coming off the edge. I'm like, damn, you can't run QB into that. You can't run QB run game into that. That corner's running straight at your corner, your, 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 uh, your quarterback's outside leg for sure. Straight out, and it and it's not the speed of a DN. He's coming at a different speed. Then you got Stuntsman coming. Then you got Grimes coming. Then you got DU coming. Then you got Bowman coming. Oh, and by the way, then you got Harrington coming. But then they changed it up and they put Canik at the high safety. And I'm like, what is he doing? I said, Coach V is a dog. I said, I said, I said to myself, what the hell is K State gonna do in practice? They've got two full games of OU running a 40 front every snap. Every snap for two games, we're on a 40 front. And we don't show a lot, which means they know we got blitzes that we can bring that we haven't shown them. And then they've got an entire Nebraska game, Barry, where we're on a 30 front the entire day and there's six different contained defenders. 
this is this this was reminiscent of when Tebow said when we played them in a way he said man we had no idea what blitzes they were going to bring he said we watched hours of film and still couldn't get a handle of their blitzes we just had to roll with what we rolled with like essentially you know it's funny all the people complaining what that tells me is Florida did was essentially what we do week one week two against inferior opponents against us because they couldn't get a good grasp they just had to just run their best stuff and I believe him because how many times did they run that that tight end shovel pass? Every time they got in third and medium and needed a big play, they ran that tight end shovel pass or they did something to uh, what's the kid's name? That was the, the the all everything slot receiver running back that played for the Minnesota Vikings. Percy, Man, was, Percy, Percy Harvin, 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 yeah. Percy Harvin. They mm-hmm. went to their go to guys. It wasn't like they could scheme us. So they said, screw it. We got a better guy than you got. And we're going to give him the ball and have at it. And that was Hernandez and that was Harvin, right? So I'm watching this and I'm like, damn, all the stuff people say, I see it now because we've got K-State and K-State kills us on edge defender. Kill us. They kill us. Like, pisses me off. How many times have you seen even an oboe, right? You've got an oboe who's a stud athlete, but all of a sudden he's in space and the quarterback's looking at him. There's either a guard coming or there's a running back out leveraging him and we're like damn oboe's gotta either go get the quarterback and they're gonna pitch it or he's got a cat and mouse it and they pick up six yards like it's clockwork they can't do that saturday brother because they're not going to be able to identify pre-snap where the uh where the contained defender is so that means they're not going to know who to cat and mouse um and put into that pickle position so i i looked at that and i said damn he killed three birds one stone he got nebraska shell shocked um he put his players who i would say are schemed players in position to be extremely successful and then he let canick loose canick could have been the defensive mvp barry if he makes those tackles i mean he flashes and does stuff other people wouldn't have even been in position to do so it's it's still like damn i'm grateful we got him but when he when he you know when his deadlift gets a little stronger and those thighs get a little bit more grounded and, you know, he's 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 hitting a couple more of those, uh, you know, those those curls and those those cleaning presses mm. and he's glancing off people right now as a true freshman. Oh, he's going to be killing people. Well, Hopefully and I think November. Yeah. Ahead, and, and ahead, well, one thing that makes this whole thing work, too, is that and this is a testament to what, you know, Coach Hall and Coach Valai have been able to bring. But the the coverage so far this yeah. year, I don't know if you know this, but OU actually, the, I believe they are third in the country currently in fewest plays given up over 30 yards, which, and, and they're right up there with Georgia, Michigan, Iowa, teams that you know play good defense. And obviously it's been been getting pressure on the QB. They also lead the country in tackles for loss. So these are things that are, are kind of different and, and new to uh, Sooner fans who are not used to this. But the, the coverage in the secondary has been to a level that, that we just haven't seen by multiple guys. And it feels like technically there's been massive improvement. Physically, these guys were obviously able to change over the summer, over the spring get into fall but they're also just playing with a different level of confidence and this kind of echoes back to when we started this podcast where 
when they have guys who are getting home and making plays in the backfield and they know that they aren't going to have to cover guys for four, five, six seconds, deal with these quarterbacks, break and contain, as as you mentioned, and getting outside the pocket, scramble drill, making a play. They're playing with fantastic technique. They're playing ultra confident and they're keeping stuff in front of them and making the tackle. It's been such a different thing to see. And I wanted to hear who who maybe you would highlight in terms of that. Obviously, Key Lawrence really is the one who you know most fans would would point to. Uh, but Woody has continued to play outstanding. I believe he got thrown on a couple times. And uh, and also, too, a little different. But last year, Nebraska had a tight end that gave OU fits. Man. And, and he was – and this was, I believe, his first game back, Volkolek. Yep. And he was nowhere to be found in this game. So real quick before we kind of hit – um, with our preview and a little college football over the weekend and wrap it up. I just want you to talk about um, the the secondary and the strides that have been made there. Two names you need to start out with um, are Bowman and Woody. What Woody is proving right now, and this is something that D straight had to do for us. This is something Colvin's done in the past. You know, when you've got a guy who you can just say, hey, man, we're going to we're going to put him on an island. I think they showed this, um, or maybe I was watching film. I don't remember. But there are plays where we are rotating coverage away from him, and it's just him. What that means um, is you can expect him, if he holds up, minimum second round. He runs a 4-4. For, he's a first-round draft pick because on film, we are rotating coverage away from him multiple times multiple times so that allows us to run a a full scheme of 10 on 10 we can literally say we're going to play 10 on 10 because we have a guy who can line up and he will he we trust that he's whatever your other guy decides to do he'll be on his hip pocket so 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 kudos to 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 woody when i get into town i want to you know shake his hand and say brother you're balling out that's number one but number two is is we now have a safety who, by the way, we probably have two. Key was hurt week two, and Key came in the second half and was like a man amongst boys with all the twos, right? Like he stuck out like a sore thumb, mm-hmm. looking like he was there trying to get him some reps in the second half, and he stuck out like he got a pick. He should have got a pick six. I'm get on him about that. But Bowman, Bowman is a safety that can play linebacker that can play and could cover. Again, he keeps it up. He's he's. Safety is a much more valued position in the NFL today than it was 15 years ago. Like when Roy was coming out, safeties were a different, it was just a different position back then than what it is now. Bowman can tackle. He doesn't have the thump of us of a backer, but he has the consistency getting people down like a backer. And he can cover windows. When you see covered sacks happen and you've seen us get quite a few, it's because safeties are covering first and second read windows. The quarterbacks have spots they want their guys to get to, and the safeties are either in those spots or they are cat and mouse and quarterback daring them to throw there. He's got to get the credit for that. But more than that, anything we all seen since week one is how many tackles he's making in space against junk routes, right? I used to love running routes against backers because if a backer can cover you, you shouldn't be running. 
especially in zone coverage when you can you like we know the coverage there's a single high safety it's one or three perfect i know the backer spots right two buzz the flats two to to carry the hole like that's their responsibility you cover you plan a tamper to the middle backer you know he runs up the middle of the field so like but bowman what he allows us to do is he cleans all that up how many tackles have we seen him make running the alley? How many tackles have we seen him make on the quick screen? How many tackles have we seen him make on the sit, right? The sit route. You run four yards and the backer buzzes. You sit right behind him. It's called, it's called a stick or a sit route. You just sit right there in the open area. Here comes Bowman screaming, and he's not just screaming like to flash. He's making the play. So when we talk about the secondary um, I love the fact that Woody is in a position where he he's making every 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 Saturday, he's essentially cashing a check, another check for 250k for half a million. And, and then every Saturday, I'd say Billy Bowman's probably casting a check for another honey K. Both of them for sure. But then Key Lawrence coming back. And again, I separate just a separate shout out to him. Kudos to him for doing what he did. All right. Um, I, I remember someone told me that said, hey, man, you know, Justin Burrell's just playing winning football. So I appreciate 25 coming in. And, and, and he had a he had a pretty bad miss in the open field on, on Saturday. But he also played winning football, made plays. And clearly he's doing something and covering windows because he's a part of a lot of the positivity that's happening. But I love the competition. If you remember one of our very first pods when you were asking about what's the difference going to be with uh, BV. And I used to tell you, like, man, I remember at OU every week we practice. I love seeing Jaden Davis playing at the level he played as a true freshman. And I love Graham being in a position where he knows one screw up and he doesn't get a chance. And I love seeing 26 get in and, 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 and flash. Right? I love seeing the puppy 17. And obviously he he, he got caught, you know sitting back on that first possession of the game, but it's good to see us build quality depth in minutes that matter. Those I, I, I said, you remember I said, I went to that scrimmage and I said, man, the position group that I am the most impressed with is the secondary. Those guys look like dudes. And, and I'll say this, uh, Canik coming in for Deshaun. That was a, uh-oh, because he, flashed he flashed against the ones he flashed when the game the game was pretty i mean we were dominating them by the time he came in but he did stuff no it was like having two billy bowmans on the field i mean he's canceling angles and his iq and his ability to just be around the football he's just around the ball all the time and it's not like they're doing something special he's reading and diagnosis diagnosing things faster and he just happens to be a plus 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 he's he's probably an a plus what do you say barry you think in in the world of linebackers he's got to be an a plus right in terms of athleticism oh yeah easily 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 he's, right a plus. Easily. he might be a lot of people compare him to teddy obviously um just because just of the speed piece but he's i would venture fluid. to say yeah he's he's probably going to out jump teddy He's probably going to be a little faster out of the grass than Teddy. Um, he's got some fluidity, and a lot of that's just how kids train now. And, yeah, I know Teddy played offense, too, in high school, but Kanek played a lot of offense in high school. And, yes, like, he, he mostly played offense. And yeah. that just does stuff for you with your change of direction um, and your athleticism that is just different than, than playing defense. You know, and he is 
you know, BV has talked about it as he learns the position and learns the nuance of, of linebacker. He's the type of guy who you look back 20, 30 years and he might be the best guy to play in, you know, two or three decades. He's that level of athlete that OU just hasn't necessarily had at the backer spot. Um, Stutzman is a great player um, and is, is really improving. And, and you've said right now he's he's a the, one of the best backers they've had in a long time. But Kanick athletically just has potential that's different. And you need both, right? Stutzman, Stutzman reminds me of uh, of a, te- a slash of Teddy and Rocky. He's not the athlete. Teddy is listen. Rocky had better instincts than Teddy. Teddy could cover up a lot of his mistakes with speed and physicalities. Teddy was coming with bad intentions, bro. By the time Teddy got to his second, third year as a backer, he had bad intentions and he was a legit four four. He ran it on pro day for the for the for the NFL guys. Stuntsman's a mixture of both. He's got great instincts um, and he's physical and he's a plus athlete. Stuntsman's probably an A minus B plus linebacker in the world of linebackers. I'd say he's probably a B plus. I, I I would venture to guess he's a mid four six guy because uh, mm-hmm. he also was a great you know you watch his film from high school and seeing what he's done so far you know on Saturdays he's he he's definitely not a detriment in the run or pass game but like you said Kanick is a Kanick's a, 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 a he's a corner with backer body like his fluidity is through the charts for a linebacker it's not. Fair, like it's like, oh my god, this is re- like, oh, you know, my wife's watching the game. Like, who's number seven? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's jumping off the screen to the untrained eye, and uh, you know, having those and and he's and and what is coach doing? He's deploying those guys, right? Like, those guys are finding a niche position now, right? I I looked at Harrington and I'm like, yo, Harrington might be a safety again because. You know, you, you we've got enough film on all three of them. And Justin, by the way, Justin is like my boy. That's my man's. But man, what does depth look like when, right? It's Bowman, Key Lawrence, and Justin Harrington, where we have three safeties Jeez. with Boyles, with Boyles playing as right additional depth. And then you've got, you know, Canick as the starter, and you've got uh White as the backup playing in a style that we played Saturday against Nebraska where white is a plus player. White's going to lead us in tackles. Probably by the way, that should have been a, a, uh, it should have been another sack. He should have had a sack on the play yeah. where he got the, the, the penalty. Yep. <laughs> it should have been a sack. Right. So I'm looking at it like, man, we stack in depth. And then we got row who's another freak of nature. And then we got all these Gila monsters who recruited this last season. So I'm looking at what coach BV is doing and I'm looking at where, how he's positioning his chessboard, and I'm looking at how he's, you know, the, the, the coordinators who got to watch huddle and say, okay, how are we going to tackle you? The first question you got to ask yourself is, are they even going to run a 40 or are they going to run a 30? Mm. Like that's two separate, you know what I'm saying? Rollouts. Like you got to roll out a, a package for if we're in a 30 front and then you got to roll out a whole separate package if we're in a 40 front i'm just telling you barry what it does is you brought the word nuance they can't nuance both there's not enough times and days in the week there's not enough time and days in the week to do it. It, it, it it lends to a more vanilla package it lends to them eliminating some plays because they just can't risk 
it lends to using timeouts earlier in the game so you don't have them at the end of the game. I mean, oh, man, I'm just thinking about all the different areas where the, the casual person isn't thinking where I see BV as a mad scientist. He might be more mad scientists on defense than Lincoln is mad scientists on offense. And that's a scary disposition. Well, I, I think the ultimate irony and uh, in this whole thing is that the the previous regime was focused so much on building depth through the substitution patterns that they were using and all this, you know, kind of different ways of going about things, but it consistently felt like no depth was actually being created. It felt like the same right. guys were getting in there making the same exact mistakes and you had your ones who could, you know, for the most part, handle business. But when you put a two in there, it was a massive drop off because guys weren't playing to their strengths. They weren't being put in a position to succeed. And then you've spoken on it a ton, but just from a coaching standpoint, there was basic things, basic football 101 stuff in terms of angles and fundamentals and tackling that just was not being accomplished. When you can check those boxes and now you're dominating a team and, and kind of in with this, um, Brent said today, uh, Coach Venables on the Coaches Show said that one of the hallmarks of a mature team, of a team that is not only good, but mature, is being able to close a team out, being able to be up 35 to 7. And you know there were Sooner fans across the country at halftime going, yeah, man, but we might want to go ahead and keep the ones in anyways, you know, because 35 to 7 can quickly become 35-21, and then now we're a turnover away, and that's what everyone was thinking. Hey, Barry, but, watch this. You mean like Tulane last year and Tulane last Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and Kansas State saw, and they, they felt that. And, you know, them coming off a loss is going to make this game interesting that there's probably a piece of it where they were looking ahead to Oklahoma and didn't take Tulane serious. Tulane's got that same quarterback there. And that quarterback was not the it was not a crap show out there. He played well because he's a decent player. Um, But, man, Kansas State is, is going to be an interesting test for OU that it's something they haven't necessarily seen this year offensively. And it's an entirely new defensive regime game planning for this game. Um, What do you see? How do you early in the week, obviously, but how do you kind of see this game shaken out against K-State? I'm interested to see if we're going to go into 30 or 40. I believe we showed him the 30. We showed them the 30 so that they are like, oh, crap, we can't just like they they're going to have to make adjustments to their scheme. They cannot run their scheme in the which in, in the framework in which they want to based upon what we showed. So that's going to be a headache for them. Obviously, we got to we got to contain Deuce. Um, I saw Martinez and I think the other guy is better. And I think on film, the coaches are going to see that they've got a one and a one a. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of both um, quarterbacks. But I'm I'm just going to take the very simple approach B. All we've got to do, and it sounds simple, is one, we've got to win the turnover battle. If we win the turnover battle and we win third down, we beat them by four touchdowns. It's not even close. If we don't give them the ball and 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 um, 
you know, like let them seize momentum, quiet the house, take away the, it's going to be a night game. I'm going to be in town. A lot of us are going to be in town. We've got some things on the, I mean, it's going to be a crazy night. It's going to be fun. We, we control the turnover battle. We control third down and we put our guys in position. It'd be interesting to see how, I want to see how much Canik plays. Uh, Deshaun will get to play the entire game because he got, he got, um, suspended in the first half so he won't have to miss any of this game so we'll see what coach does in regards to that but i think i think we i think we show the multiple fronts i wouldn't be surprised if we start out in that 30 and then we mix it up and show them a 40 as well um i i I was very hesitant early to say how i felt about this team but we've got to get back to the days no, 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 no. We deserve to get back to the days of 03, 04. We're like, man, we're going to beat the shit out of them. We're going to beat them 50 to 15. Like we cannot, we can no longer be afraid. We got to get out the PST, PST, uh, PTSD too. We got to get rid of that. We got a damn good team. And we're playing against a team that their strengths are not our weaknesses. So it's not like we're playing mm-hmm. against Bama from last year and they got three first round receivers and, and, you know, Bryce Young. Throwing that pill, the going throwing that thing, and we can't get to the quarterback. No, they want to play. They want to play uh, hard nosed football. They want to beat you up. Well, that's kind of what our defense likes to do too. Our defense kind of wants to get into a, a a fight in the phone booth too. So, I feel like this is a game that really solidifies. And of course, next the week after that is all emotion, right? I, I want to see how we play in a in a in a rivalry game. But this week, our strengths are their strengths. Their weaknesses is also our strength. We control turnovers. We out-physical them on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. And that's their only what, – what else do they have? They don't have anything else. I mean, Deuce could do what, uh, you know, uh, God forbid, 2003 happens all over again. Right? We, we, we don't need that to happen. But I'm looking at us winning. I am going to say this. I think we win. If we don't turn the ball over and we don't give up a bunch of third and fours and they can control the clock and, and minimize our possessions, we should win like we won on Saturday. I I believe we have the scheme. We have the culture. We have the game plan to be able to do that and them not have a, a plan B. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably jump into actual scores. But Barry, I just kind of want to put it out there early. We need to start getting back to the point where we say, you know what? Nah, nah, nah. This is not OU from three years ago, 10 years ago, you know, where we got to outscore everybody. Bullshit. We, that's to, like you said, I, you said it so eloquently. Like we clean the slate on that. That whole regime, culture, history is out there in LA with Stinking Riley. We got a new regime in here. These guys get third down stops. These guys attack the quarterback. These guys kill the yards after the catch. Screw that. We win by three or four touchdowns. That's the way I see it today. Well, and and if they go out and do that, the, you know, this past game was the, obviously the people who picked Nebraska to win or, you know, kind of singing a little bit different tune. But you're going to really find out where this team is psychologically, particularly on defense, by how they come out and perform against K-State. This is going to be 
I know you said, you know, Texas is really going to be the game this year um, where, you know, we'll, we'll kind of know where they're at from a, from a talent standpoint, gauging them nationally, you know, well, what they're going to be for the rest of the year. But I think this is another jumping off game. The, the team took the Nebraska game serious. It felt like a big game the way they came out there with scheme and game plan offensively. Um, it, it felt like a game that they took seriously. But the most important question I have to ask you today, and this is by far the most important question of the day, and we'll, we'll, we'll end with this on a couple other little points, but do you know what team currently sits atop the Big 12 rankings? Is this a trick question? Uh, not really. <laughs> I'm confused. I mean, aren't we the number six team in America? Are, are we not talking about AP and are we talking, not about, talking about that? Not just talking about standings in the Big Twelve. <laughs> I mean, it could be Kansas for all. It I know. is Kansas. <laughs> it is wow. Kansas, brother. You talking about the Jayhawks, not the not the Wildcats. You talking about the yeah, Jayhawks. the Dadgum wow. Jayhawks, man. They are. There is a possibility. That they are a one last team when OU plays them. Who who do you think is the loss to? Who do you think the I, loss Iowa to State? Uh, Iowa State. No, they don't. They, so between now, they only play Duke. They play Iowa State, Duke, and TCU, and then they'll play Oklahoma. Man, they could beat Iowa State. By the way, Duke's undefeated, and they play Duke next week. Yeah, they could yep. beat Iowa State, bro. Let's not sleep. They've got a real coach in there now, and 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 you know I don't know. They've got a mobile quarterback. He's actually not terrible. I actually watched a little bit of their game, and he was you know he had a little. Anyway, Move KU back. is number one. KU is number one in the big because the on it's a little bit of a trick question because they've got the lone Big Twelve win because they beat ah. West Virginia. So ah. it's it's a little bit of a trick question, um, but you know a couple games over the weekend want to touch base on. Georgia obviously went out and dominated. Oregon got back on track against BYU. Alabama looked good. You had the battle of the Nil Bloods down in College <laughs> Station. <laughs> Not the Blue Bloods, the Nil Bloods. Oh, I'm still in that. I need to put the that on a T-shirt. Battle of the Nil Bloods of the most boring game you'll ever see. And, and UTSA beat Texas for a half. Was there anything <laughs> nationally, man, that, that that stood out to you? Uh, A&M uh, Miami game was literally a snoozer. I tried to watch it. It was so boring. I literally had to turn the game off. It was absolutely atrocious. Those offenses, whoever those OCs are, and I know Jimbo is basically the de facto OC there and, and probably – uh, crystal ball too for for Miami. My God, they got to get out of the damn prehistoric times. Those offenses suck. They're both teams market now, unless something markedly, extremely changes, they're both going to lose four games. Both. They're in a conference. Florida State is no slouch. Uh, uh, Miami's going to have to play Clemson. I mean, NC State is, is a solid team. There's there's a lot of opportunities for Miami to lose again, and their offense was absolutely. I, I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm a loss of worse. Actually, I, I like the quarterback though. He's not as good as people say he is, but he he's solid. A and M struggling at quarterback. Max played better than the other kid, but he is a. He's he's. They're not going to be able to 
and what are they in the West? In the West, they're not they're not gonna hold up. They've got yeah. some L's on that schedule. Looking forward to it. Um, I watched a lot of the USC game late last night. I'm in Cali, so I the game ended like 10:30 for me, which I know people in the Midwest and uh in the East um <laughs> were were long sleep before that one ended. Caleb played well, can't hate. Kid, yeah. kid spun it. I, I, I gotta tell you, their receiver, I freaking love him. The kid who transferred him from Pitt, I get why Lincoln cheated and did everything he could to get the kid. The kid's freaking amazing. He's probably, he's, I, I, he won the Belitnikov, so it's not like there's any surprise there. But man, I actually had a chance to watch the kid. He's tough. He's aggressive. He's quick. He's fast, strong hands. Man, I get why Mario is so upset that he's not getting the rock that much because <laughs> Caleb keeps throwing it to that kid. Uh, but FC looks solid on offense. They are atrocious on defense. I would love mm. to play them. I would love to play them. I would love to play them. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we are primed. Our strengths are their weaknesses, and we are better at our weakness, which I would say is offense, than they are at their weakness, which is defense. I think we beat them by nine to ten points on a neutral field what other games um let me do this a special shout out to there's a there's a group of young kids out here in danville california the t-birds they wanted me to shout them out on the pod barry i, I want to do that for them they're they're middle schoolers and they're like coach can you shout me out i'm doing some consulting kind of whatever thing for their league and i'm helping their coaches install curriculum to create a playbook and culture and all that good stuff and so it's been a, it's been a fun deal and those guys they're probably going to want to listen this week. So I said I'd shout them out. Shout out to Dax and Rhodes and those guys. Those are my boys. Uh, but any other game, man, I was hoping Notre Dame would find a way to lose. Cal yeah, just wouldn't take close. it from them. Uh, Michigan State, we, they are who we thought they were. I thought they were pretenders. I want to yeah. see Michigan. Barry, mark my words. I mean, obviously, this is a rivalry game, but Michigan's primed to be Ohio State two years in a row. Yeah, Ohio State still – Jim Knowles has not quite got that defense where it needs. And it took him a while at OSU, and people forget that at OSU, he basically had you know some guys who should have been two years in the NFL by then playing on yeah, that he defense. Had some, he had some 30-year-olds. Yeah. Yep, So and that matters, man, when you're – you know, and o- OU still gave them fits you know, when they played – good competition they still had trouble and that was a team that the the head coach for OU had already you know left town so uh that's where they were they, they were at um but yeah the defense at Ohio State still not quite there maybe it progresses you know as the year goes on um Florida struggled a little bit but shout out Tennessee man that was the, the, the... <laughs> I was gonna say it I was gonna wait for you to give it back to me Go ahead. Yeah. Say it. Say no, the, the good stuff. Go ahead. He they're Go looking ahead. good, man. Go Defensively, they look good. <laughs> the the game of the year in the SEC is not going to be LSU Bama, man. It is going to be Bama and Tennessee. I think that's going to be a game of games. Game day. Tennessee. What do they play them? Like sixth game of the year. It's like a mid season, like October game. I feel so. Man, looking forward I, to that when the fighting Jay hypes, baby. Shout out to Josh Hypel. Uh, let me ask you this: B top five, not top 10. Who's your top five in America right now? Mm. Georgia is one, and then there's it is a long, it's it's quite a drop. Bama does not have the talent at receiver, but I'd still probably put Alabama at two. 
I would put Michigan at three. Michigan has looked like they're supposed to look against the teams that they've played. And man, four and five is a pick them between Ohio State and Oklahoma. How about I say, if you say Clemson, we fight. No, Clemson's offense, man, is just, I think that they're, they're a notch below that five, that their offense, when they play somebody who de- can score with them and yep. they, it's going to be that, you know, it, it'll be a fight. So, you know, fl- they play Florida State this year. I think Florida State and that quarterback probably going to give them fits. Yeah. But I'd say, yeah, I'd say Ohio State and Oklahoma are kind of right about in that same spot. And OSU has looked good this year, man. Defensively, they're not what they were a year ago, but Oklahoma State has not looked bad either. I think they're a top 10, fringe top 10 team. Well, what about you, man? That'd be a good spot to, to turn in today. I like how you try to throw that little. Don't you throw no, we don't throw bones to those boys <laughs> in Stillwater, man. They get zero <laughs> bones over here. Earn that top five before you get mentioned in this conversation. Uh, Georgia one. Um, I've got Michigan two. Michigan mm. is is the you know they're averaging the most points per game. They've got two shutouts. They've played the sisters of the poor, but like you said, they've done what they're supposed to do. People are giving Texas props because they almost let uh, Bam almost let them win. Like that's a joke. That's a freaking joke. Texas, you guys, I can't believe you guys won't respect for you know a hell of a loss. If at Ola, if at Oklahoma. We beat our chest out and say, did you see the way we lost? That was that. Like, that's not even in our DNA, our conversation. Like, you guys are freaking losers to even, to even, ugh. so I got to put Bam at three. I've got Ohio State at four just because we know from, from top to bottom, they've got more guys stacked and they don't have as much turnover on both sides of the ball. They've got some continuity. Um, that offense is probably the best offense in America. That's the best offense in America, if you ask me. And and obviously, this is an offensive-minded game now. Um, I've got a squarely at number five, um, getting ready to pounce because some of these guys are going to be playing some some big games coming up. Like you said, Alabama's going to have a, an interesting October. By the way, Bama plays Tennessee the same day we play Texas. There you go. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a pretty early game. Yeah, lately it hasn't been competitive, but I think this year it'll be Tennessee's got an offense that'll that'll hang with them, man. And they play, they play because this matters. Um, oh crap, I lied. They play BAM on the 15th, and it looks like they play in Tennessee. Yep, they play at home. I love it. By the way, that might be a game I try to make it to. I might see if I can get tickets to that. That'd be a fun game to go to. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, uh, man, let's uh, we'll turn it in for the day. Getting late here in the old Central Time Zone, and I know it's it's getting a little late out there, man. But uh, we were able to get you guys a pod that with this record Sunday night, so we'll have this thing out pretty soon. Um, we want to, you know, just thank everybody for all the support. You know, we're we're so you know, gracious and, and thankful for for what you've all done and in, in the response to this podcast. Make sure to go leave us a rating and review. That is probably the most important thing you guys can do. Also, follow the socials at the Barry and Max Show on Instagram, um, at Dame That Dude, at BYS Fitness, and then uh, Twitter at Barry and Mac SHW. Dame, you got anything for the for the people? I was gonna say, do you think we should uh, mention 
the 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 thing, the Tuesday thing, meh. Keep that on the wraps for now. Mm, keep that on the wraps. Keep, we're keeping we'll it on the wraps. Keep we're that on the wraps. wraps. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I want to say thank you guys. It's been a phenomenal um you know, journey thus far. I'm having a blast. You guys are making me do my homework. I watch every game twice to make sure that I'm, I'm you know, I don't want to come in here and talk out the side of my mouth. We love being Sooners. Yes, I wear crimson colored glasses. Yes, I'm honest with my squad. I got to keep it a trill and keep it a buck because when we don't meet the standard of being only one, we got to tell the truth. Um, excited about what this thing is doing, man. Doors are opening. You know what I'm saying? Opportunities are presenting themselves. And I'm just super grateful because it's it's everything that you guys are doing. The reviews you guys are leaving matters. Uh, by the way, I got my first follow. I have one follower on Twitter, bro. <laughs> I have one follower on Twitter. I, need to get I feel that pretty good about tonight. it. We'll get that. Fixed. I feel pretty good about that. I feel, I feel pretty good about. It. Nah, I like it. I'm not tripping. I have a picture <laughs> of me and I have a picture of me and BV. So I posted a picture of me and BV. I figured out how to post up on Twitter. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm gonna get it cracking. But guys, journey's just starting. Um, lots of things bubbling right now, and 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 opportunities that we are uh, you know investigating and, and seeing what's going to be a good fit for us and what we want to do proceeding. But at the end of the day, guys, I, you know I don't know if you guys know this, but Barry calls me and says, hey, Mac, this is going to be the next episode. And we literally jump on the mic and just keep it a buck like we this thing isn't scripted. We don't have a whole bunch of, you know, uh, bells and whistles. We just want to give you guys an authentic conversation about the program we all love and the, and the guys we all appreciate suiting up on Saturdays and working their tails off and the coaches leading and directing them as better men. Like it's it's mm. it's. It's a phenomenal opportunity to be in a position to have discussions about that. And you guys genuinely listen. By the way, our last review was the most downloaded episode we've ever had. We tripled our downloads last week from the Kent State Review. So super grateful for you guys for downloading that. Who knew? Who knew? I had no idea that would be the case. But you guys are phenomenal. Um Super, super appreciate you guys. We're going to do something later on this season, maybe a tailgate or something, invite folk out so we can meet some of you guys face to face. That's it, man. That's that's it for me. Uh, I'm just I'm just I have, I have an attitude for gratitude, brother. I love it, man. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Um, make sure to uh, subscribe, follow all that good stuff so you can see when a new episode is released. Again, go leave us the rating and review. Go follow the socials, and we will see you guys soon.